Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to Bois, Bois. King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, this is the fulfillment, well it's a Friday. Yeah, that ain't right. Yeah. This is the fulfillment of a promise of our part, uh, as well as a poke for another project. Um, But we are going back to our AI generated King of the Hill stories. Yeah, yeah, we're going back to... uh, yeah, we received a few of them. We said that we would give away a, a shirt to the best one, right? Yeah, yeah. So we said we would read three of the best ones here, and then we're going to pick one from those three and give away a shirt. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I am going to start this with uh, one that uh, really intrigues me here. This is uh, from a guy named Chris, uh, and uh, it is... Hank meets Scooby Doo. Hank meets what a great premise. It was a hot summer day in Arlen, Texas, and Hank Hill was out on the local out on a job at a local convenience store. He had been called to fix the store's propane tank, and he was sweating under the midday sun. Remember, folks, this is all written by Chat GPT, or or a chat or whatever, or a chat whatever like, chat yeah, software uh, AI the person used that they just fed the, the I don't desire. Think yeah, they fed the desire of the story into it, and then it pops this out. Yeah, I don't think he said what what service he used. Let me see if he did or not. But either way, it doesn't matter. So Hank is working yeah. at a convenience store. Uh, he's toiling under the midday sun. As he worked, he heard a strange noise coming from the back of the store. It sounded like a low growl, and Hank couldn't shake the feeling that something wasn't quite right. He decided to investigate, and as he crept towards the source of the noise, he saw a large, shaggy dog crouch behind a stack of boxes. The dog seemed to be talking to itself, and Hank couldn't believe his eyes when he heard it say, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Hank was startled, but he decided to approach the dog and see if he could help. As he got closer, the dog turned to him and said, Hey, man, my name's Scooby-Doo, and I'm trying to solve this mystery, but I could use a little help. Hank was amazed, but he quickly recovered and introduced himself. He told Scooby that he was a propane salesman and offered to lend a hand. 
Okay, this is already off the friggin' rails. It's already <laughs> off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Together, Hank and Scooby work to solve the mystery of the growling noises at the convenience store. They track. <laughs> I thought I thought Scooby was the one that was growling. Yeah, I don't know. They track down the culprit, a mischievous teenager who had been trying to scare off the customers and brought him to justice. Okay. Wrap that up pretty quick. That was real quick. As they wrapped up the case, Hank and Scooby became fast friends. Hank was impressed by Scooby's bravery and determination, and Scooby was grateful for Hank's practical skills and problem-solving abilities. From that day on, Hank and Scooby worked together on many more mysteries, using their combined brains and brawn to bring bad guys to justice and keep the streets of Ireland safe. That's great. I like thanks, that. AI. That's uh, what thanks, I needed AI. in my life I like that. right there. Uh, so what I did as well, so we'll have a fourth story that oh, won't be included fantastic. in the competition, and it's a story that I generated right now mm. on the spot. And uh, I'll, I'll read that one at the very end. Since you have two to read, that'll give me a second one to read, too, to make, make it a little even, Stevens. All right, so I think you are going to read another one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read the chatbot story is uh, what this one is called. It doesn't uh -huh. have a name. So uh, this story and the one you just read come from a, a fellow. He goes by the name of Christopher Allen on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. He's contacted and communicated with us before. He's the guy who has sent in the advertisements oh. in, in the various voices and the Rokon one that he did of Hank, with Hank's voice. Doing a wonderful job. So, so uh, we, we thank him. Uh, I'm going to call him a super fan at this point. So we appreciate you, man, for all your super support. Super fan. So uh, here we go. So uh, this is a story about uh, Dale and Nancy, uh, I believe. And it is a it's a love story of sorts, it seems here. Uh, so, Dale Gribble was a gruff, no-nonsense man who was deeply in love with his wife, Nancy. They had been married for many years and had built a strong, trusting relationship together. But despite his feelings for Nancy, Dale found himself tempted by the charms of Leoma, the Leoma. mother of his best friend, Con. <laughs> Leoma was a fiery, passionate woman who had always been attracted to Dale. And as they spent more time together, she made it clear that she was interested okay, in him. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. That never happened, right? No, that never happened. Leoma wasn't interested no. in Dale. Okay, no, she was Bill. just interested in Bill. All right, yeah. okay, go, sorry. Dale struggled with his feelings torn between his loyalty to Nancy and his desire for Leoma. He knew that cheating on Nancy would be wrong, but he couldn't resist the pull of Leoma's <laughs> seductive charms. Okay, all right, one more, one more interruption. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You got Nancy standing on one <clears throat> side. You got Leoma standing on the other side. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, is that a real know. seductive pull? Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Right. You never know. Okay, sure. Go ahead. You, you never know what happens when the lights lights go off. <laughs> uh, it, it, it really, you know. All shapes and sizes doesn't really sure, matter. Sure. In the end, Dale <laughs> made the heartbreaking <laughs> decision to pursue a relationship with Leia. Before I get, before yeah, I get exactly, all, everybody right. in trouble here. Canceled. Yeah. In the end, Dale made the heartbreaking decision to pursue a relationship with Leoma, even though he knew that it would hurt Nancy and jeopardize their marriage. Mm. He justified his actions by telling himself that he deserved to be happy and that he was entitled <laughs> to explore other options. Okay. But as the days went by, Dale realized that he had made a terrible mistake. He missed Nancy so quick. deeply and regretted the pain he had caused her. He knew that he had to find a way to make things right and repair the damage he had done to their relationship. In the end, he made the difficult decision to come clean to Nancy and admit his wrongdoings. It was a painful process, but with time and effort, he was able to earn back Nancy's trust and repair their relationship. The end. I really like this the one. End. I thought it was funny <laughs> because it flipped the it flipped the script. A little bit on the Nancy and uh, Dale saga. That's super crazy. Yeah, that was great. That was good. All right, so that's two stories down. We've got two to go. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. 
heart of All right, we are back, and we have uh, one more uh, story that was submitted by a fella named Joshua. Uh, he has generated a King of the Hill story using NovelAI.net. Okay, that's a, that's a new one then. Um, yeah, that's yeah, a new one. one. Uh, he says, my story prompt was Bobby Hill tells his dad, Hank Hill, that he will work at his dad's propane shop if he lets him take a girl to the movie Elf, Elf of the Rings and let him dress up as an elf. Okay. What a wonderful prompt, by the way. That is Number a great one. prompt. Yeah, that's wonderful. So the story AI generated is as follows. Bobby Hill tells his dad, Hank Hill, that he will work at his dad's propane shop if he lets him take a girl to the movie Elf of the Rings and let him dress up as an elf. His father says no because elves are not real, but Bobby has seen it in the movies and knows that they are real. Again, big leap AI, but okay. Uh, he is so obsessed with wanting to be an elf that he sneaks out after dark when his parents are asleep and goes into the woods looking for one. Finding one, in fact, dressed like Santa Claus, the elf tells him he is an elf too and takes off his hat and beard and shows him that he has pointed ears. It turns out the elf was actually a hobbit named Mary who had escaped from the Shire and was hiding in the hills to avoid being captured by the humans. They go back to Bobby's house where he makes breakfast for them all, and then he takes Mary to school where everyone loves his new look. After school, they have lunch together, which is the first time anyone ever ate with the Hobbit before. The girls love him so <laughs> the girls love him so much that they ask if they can kiss him on the cheek, and Bobby agrees. Why is Bobby why is Bobby the arbiter of, of whether this elf gets kissed or not? But okay. I don't know. I don't know at all. <laughs> Later that night, when he tries to sneak out again and finds the elf gone, he meets up with Mary again in secret and asks him why he left. Mary tells him that he is going to find his father Legolas and bring him home to prove to everyone else that there really are elves. Bobby decides to go along with this and helps Mary get supplies and weapons to take to the Shire. They make their way through New York City. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. to the old house where mary lives there they meet the other elves who live there and mary explains how they thought to be extinct until bobby found him they discover that the house belongs to bilbo baggins <laughs> and they decide to wait for him to return to get their story straight when bilbo comes home they all confront him about his part and what happened to the shire he realizes that he was responsible and gives them the ring he stole from frodo mary uses the ring to summon the Nazgul, which attacks, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, which attacks them all. And Mary uses the bow that he, he made using a piece of wood, shoots it with an arrow he made out of the same material, and kills it. The other elves use magic to cover them up while they escape. And Mary sends a message to Gandalf to help stop Sauron. Okay, this is this is not a King of the Hills show anymore. <laughs> this is a full-on Lord of the Rings on, movie. Yeah. Okay. Um... Let's see. Next morning, okay. So he's he's sent a message to Gandalf to help uh, stop Sauron. Uh, the next morning, Bobby wakes up and finds his dad waiting for him in his room. His dad tells him he went out and bought him tickets to go see the movie Elf of the Rings. Bobby gets excited and wants to go right away. Just as he is getting ready to leave, the doorbell rings and there stands the hobbits, Merry and Pippin, telling him to come with them. The hobbits explain that they came here to show him that they never give up on his dreams, no matter how hard things seem, that sometimes you just have to believe. Then they tell him that the elves are coming to save the day. Bobby believes them and leaves to go to the movie theater to see the film. So, there we go. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh... 
What do you think? Well, we got we got I know we, we got a debate on which is the best one before we carry on because the next story doesn't matter. It's not a part of the. It's not a part of the. Uh, so this started as Bobby saying, "I'll work at the propane shop if you let me go see Elf on a on a ring, uh, with a girl." The girl is never mentioned again. Never. It turns into uh, a buddy comedy that goes to New York uh, and finds the Shire, and then <laughs> they fight Sauron, or mm-hmm. what, however you say his name. Sauron, yeah. Sauron. The big eye. Yeah. And um, and then he goes home, and there's tickets waiting for him from Hank. It seems a little cobbled together, but this is my favorite because it's just batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like just sitting here uh, – looking at some of the, what the AI generates. So I actually generated two of them. So the two that I generated okay. were Hank Hill meets Batman mm. for the first time. Nice. And then Hank Hill fights Goku in an epic battle for earth. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do the Batman one first, mm-hmm. uh, here. And, uh, so <clears throat> Hank Hill was a simple man. From Arlen, Texas, who sold propane and propane accessories. All this tracks so far. Yeah, it does. He was going about his usual day when he heard a commotion coming from a nearby alley. Being a good Samaritan, Hank went to investigate, and as he approached the alley, he saw a figure in a black cape and cowl fighting off some muggers. <laughs> it was Batman. It Hank was, was Batman. It was just Batman. <laughs> was just he Batman. was just there. He was there just there. Is. There's Batman. Know, where he needed to be at the right sure. time, as always. <laughs> Batman. Hank was in awe. He had always been a fan of superheroes, and to see one in real life was a dream come true. When the muggers had been dealt with, Batman turned to Hank and said, (laughs) Thank you for your help, citizen. I'm Batman. Hank Hill. Hank replied, extending a hand. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Batman. Mr. Batman. Batman took Hank's hands and they shook. (laughs) The pleasure is mine, Hank. I've heard good things about you. So good. Well, Hank was surprised. You have? What have you heard? Batman smiled. I have my sources. I hear you're an honest man and you know a thing or two about propane. Hank chuckled. Well, I do sell propane and propane accessories. Well, Batman Batman nodded. I could use someone like you on my team. Do you have any experience with gadgets? Gadgets. Hank was taken aback. Well, I've never actually worked with gadgets before, but I'm a quick learner. Wait, wait, wait. Hang hang on. What? I've never worked with gadgets before. That's what he said. (laughs) But I'm a quick learner. And then Batman smiled again. That's all I need to hear. How about it, Hank? Are you up for some adventure? Uh, Hank didn't hesitate. You bet I am, Mr. Batman. Let's do this. Are you up for some adventure? And this one, this is my favorite part of it right here. And with that, Hank Hill became a superhero. He oh, may not that's have it. had gadgets that's or superpowers, but he had a strong moral code <laughs> and a desire to help others. Oh, my God. And that was enough for Hank, Batman. Hank is three quarters of the way there. Yeah, he, he is. He Together really is. they fought crime and protected <laughs> the citizens of both Arlen and Gotham City. And from that day on, Hank was never more or so sorry and from that day on Hank Hill was never just a simple propane <laughs> became an again. Edgar Allan Poe there uh, yeah, yeah, never being. more yeah. Hank was never more um so so far in this universe that we've uh, cobbled together here we have Hank uh fighting alongside Batman and Scooby-Doo while the uh the the elves from <laughs> Lord this of the gonna Rings be a, this is going to be a, we might we might do one of these a week on Fridays. <laughs> I'm just saying we this might is we might end or start every Friday episode mm-hmm. with one of these random generations. Mm. Let me tell you this before like, you like Ham, like Hank Hill meets Corn the band for sure, the first time sure. or something or, or Hank Hill goes to a Corn concert Hank Hill eats Corn whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, the band. <laughs> so oh, let me uh um I'm going to make a prediction here. 
Um, I, I want you to understand that the world you know on the internet is about to change. I don't think it's just the internet. I think the the, the whole way that information sure. is going to be consumed and generated is going to be totally different. I think it's going to be GPT. first reflected on the internet and then it's going to leak into society as it always does. Right? Yeah. And, and, and so, and, and it pissed. And if you think, and if all these art guys uh, that, that, that are really, really pissed about the AI and art now, yeah. imagine how pissed off the world is going to be when there's so many jobs, there's, there's going to be more than just the, like the art jobs eliminated from, sure. from AI. There's oh, yeah. so many things that they're going to be able to just automate. This, this literally opens up a world of automation. So one of the first things that you're going to see change is Google is shaking in their boots. Google is afraid of what's happening. Well, Google also has, Google's about to launch their option, their, Go- their option of this. And I think that Google's is probably better. Google has, from my understanding, Google has not kept up with this because they didn't perceive it as a threat. But they already have AI technology of their own. They already have AI research and like years and years of doing this. So they're not as maybe prepared for a launch on a public on a public level. But they've been doing AI sure. learning and that they have AI. All, their AI is learned up enough to do 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 the same things that the Chat GPT is doing. But uh, but what you what you see Chat GPT right now is having millions of look, dollars just purged if, into if it. If you look back in history. And you look at different businesses and the way that businesses just disappear. If you look at, let's in the recent history, let's talk about Toys R Us and Sears. Yeah. Toys R Us and Sears did not take the internet um, seriously. And it came back to bite them and basically eliminated their entire way of being, right? They, they were gone. They didn't keep up with, if you could have gone on to Toys R Us and ordered any toy, mm-hmm. then Amazon wouldn't have been able to sell toys. Yeah, they would have been done. So, and really Walmart done, yeah. would have been done, but by their physical toy sales, Toys R Us would have been the place. Yeah, had they kept up with the yeah, internet and the way that you order things online. Yeah, same deal with Sears. Sears, a lot of places fell behind. Sears spread themselves too thin all over the country, and then by doing all of these different things, and they were set up in a way that they should have been at the forefront of it because they were at the forefront of. Being at home and ordering mm-hmm. things from the house, yeah, yeah. The, ca- the Sears Roebuck catalog yeah. that goes back to the Wild West. So, so what like, I'm saying here is that Google does a lot of things. They do a lot of things. Every time you turn oh, around, yeah. their their thumb they're, is in they're something, there. right? They're there. Chat GPT just kind of came up out of nowhere, and it's not that Chat GPT is perfect just because AI in general, right? Just seems like within the last six months, right? But Chat really GPT, on the tip of everybody's tongue right. right now. But chat GPT is like the, the poster child for yeah, all this for stuff, sure. right? And well, the art, the art generation stuff. What hit the internet yesterday, I believe, or maybe the day before, was a, a chat GPT-enabled Bing search engine. Oh. It hit the internet for a couple of hours and then was pulled down. No fanfare, mm. no nothing. If chat GPT genuinely is going into business with Microsoft, Google should be worried about their search business. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, can, I can't imagine, I could never imagine a world without Sears and Toys R Us, but I, cannot, I can also not imagine a world where we don't just go and Google something. Oh, I don't think that, that may ever became changes. an outdated, that may become an outdated term. Uh, well, uh, well uh, it might, but I, I still think that, I still think that Google is, Google has got a really good, le- they're ready to jump with it maybe they just, they just have maybe I, I feel like the only thing that is that chat gpt had had a leg on google on is the public launch 
So now when Google sets off their public launch, I believe that their AI's their AI has been learning for as long as AI technology well, has, sure. has been a part of Google. But what I think, so they've had at least a decade of AI learning where ChatGPT only goes back to their learning started in 2021 or whatever it was. But it, I think this, what this particular AI bot. I think what Google may have missed out on is that people may want to search differently than they do currently. Yeah, hopefully right they'll now, hopefully they'll capitalize on that. Right which, now, which I'm sure it would be a business. I'm sure it's a part of their business model. Right now, people use TikTok to search for things. Yeah, people use YouTube to search for things. Search is not just put in a term and give me the best results that I can then click on and keep going and going and going. Now, search is starting to become this thing where I say a phrase or I ask a question or something. Yeah, and with you Chat give GPT, me options, it gives you the you information. Talk back to me with it. Yeah, it'll give you the it'll give you the direct answer that you want. And, and I think and that's, that's I think that's what we're ultimately going to see take the place of regular search. I mean, so. college papers are being written in Chat GPT. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of copy and stuff like for advertisements is well, being for, done in ChatGPT. For RogueCon, uh, when we did RogueCon, we uh, we told it to write us a press release, and I took that press release and released it to every station I could find in, in the area. Yeah, and, and it they was... All, we did more TV this time than we've ever done. Yeah, so and, and it worked. It worked, yeah. All right, so that is my uh, my little soapbox about ChatGPT and AI. I like it. Let's, uh, let's end this on the last one, which is Hank Hill fights Goku in a... In, in a, a battle for Earth. So, oh, in a battle for, in Earth. A battle for Earth. Okay. So, with with uh, Batman and Scooby Doo on his side. Yeah, there you go. So once upon a time on the quiet in the quiet and peaceful town of Arlen, Texas, a strange figure descends from the sky. It was Goku, a legendary <laughs> warrior. There he is. From another planet who was sure. seeking the strongest fighter on Earth to test his skills. Hank Hill, a humble propane salesman, heard the news and was intrigued. He had never seen anything like it and decided to see the visitor for himself. Now, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get verbally reamed for this, but this is from Dragon Ball. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, right. You're not gonna get okay. Just, just double check. You did a great double job. Double check. Great job. Which, <laughs> which, which Mike, yeah. it is your era of anime. I, it is. It is. This came out I, at a time where you were a young man. So, well, the only reason it came I, out in the 80s. The only reason I know this is because of. And it might even be further back in the 80s it came out. Well, the only reason I know this is because, again, I used to run those. I used to have those video Video stores. stores. And in one of the video stores, we did a lot of anime. A lot of anime. And at that time, anime meant Dragon Ball for the most part. For a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah, for a lot of people. For the the mainstream audience. Sure. That that was like it. And Pokemon, maybe. So Goku drops from the sky. Yeah, so Goku drops from the sky. Uh, Hank wants to say, so when he arrived, he saw Goku and was amazed by his powers. And his hair. Yeah, and his hair. However, Hank's curiosity quickly turned into annoyance as Goku challenged him to a fight. He probably burned a hole in his yard, he too. He might have. Yeah, probably did. Probably a big old crater or something. Uh, now Hank, listen here, mister. Listen here, mister. Yeah. Hank, being a proud Texan and a seasoned veteran of many barbecues, <laughs> felt insulted and was determined to defend his again, honor. Again, this is AI, AI that has generated this, is this it's part. Great. It's beautiful. That says it's beautiful. He's it can, it barbecues. Like AI is funny, unintentionally funny. Okay, so <laughs> the battle between Hank and Goku was epic. Oh, Hank used his trusty propane tank as a weapon, while Goku unleashed the full power of the Kamehameha wave. God, I'm the just fight seeing, was intense and it lasted for hours. I'm just seeing those two hands together, like the, the and then Goku I'm seeing Hank with, Hank the with the propane tank open. No, I just see him like with it blasted yeah. open and like he's got like a he's lighter, got a lighter. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and just like fight back. That's great. If there's anybody out there that can animate that, that'd be even better. Oh. Uh, the fight was intense and lasted for hours. Both fighters were evenly matched. 
But in the end, it was Hank who emerged victorious. Ah. He was able to knock Goku out with the slip of the propane tank, and the people the of Arlen, yeah, like a like a like like instead of using it like a flamethrower, huh. he slipped oh, and hit okay. him with it right. with the with the his propane tank, and the people mm. of Arlen cheered in celebration. Yeah. Goku was impressed by Hank's strength and praised him as the strongest warrior he had ever faced. <laughs> From that day on, the two became fast friends, and Goku visited Arlen often to train with Hank and learn about life on Earth. And from then on, the quiet town of Arlen became known as the birthplace of the epic battle between two of the strongest warriors in the galaxy. You know what I imagine at this point? What? I imagine one of those signs that says one mile to historic mm-hmm. marker, mm-hmm. and there's one yeah. of those yeah. Texas-shaped historic markers <laughs> with, on this day in such and such, Goku crash-landed and challenged and the ultimate warrior of Earth, Hank Hill. Like, I could just see that. That yeah. would be so great. And he just pans over to Stanley and he goes, Excelsior! And, and there's it's over. A, and and there's a bronze <laughs> statue of of like Hank and Goku with their That's arms a, wrapped around each and, other in unison, and, and ba- Batman and Scooby Doo are at the bottom just looking up at looking the statue, looking up at them, yeah, yeah. just in awe. Oh my gosh, I love AI. <laughs> and then the elves run around in the background. I do. Wow, that was fantastic. Well, have we declared a winner? Because uh, I'm ready. If you are, yeah. Who do you have? What do you got? Uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I know that the other guy. Gave us several stories, and I really appreciate it. But uh, Christopher yeah, Allen, as far it, as I'm concerned, your 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 story that just batshit crazy, full of full of elves wins. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. The so Lord of the Rings one. Had here's to win. what I'm gonna do. Um, both of you guys are gonna get t-shirts from us. If you can contact uh, us via um, social media, I don't. I guess what Instagram, Twitter. Which yeah, one yeah. You just want? reach out to me on social media. It doesn't matter which yep. one, whichever one that you have access to or know know to reach me on. Just reach me on any of those. Uh, reach out with your uh, information so we could get that sent to you guys yep. ASAP. So we're looking uh, for... I need your size, what size shirt you wear, and uh, I need your address. We're looking for Christopher Allen on Facebook. Christopher Allen. And then we are looking for... Uh, uh, same one. And then we're looking for... Give me the name of the other guy. I'm so sorry. Joshua Vervin. Uh, we are looking for you two guys uh, to reach out to us if you could. I'm sorry, Josh Vervin. Wait a minute, Josh, you're the one who uh, had the uh, the elf story. I'm sorry, I got those mixed up. But you're both big winners, so you're both going to get t-shirts. Um, if um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that we're going to keep this uh, keep this contest kind of going. So if anybody wants to produce any more AI type stuff and send it our way, we'll make sure you get something out of it. Uh, just send it to us uh, any way you can via via social media, or you could always send it to email. You could send it at info at roguemedianetwork.com if you wanted to. Yeah, also. and uh, just to, to wrap this up, yep. I went ahead and asked the AI, uh, which does not have a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. So this is based on, according to the AI, this is based on, uh, their previous work and their ability to embody the characters. Uh, I asked the AI who the AI thinks would play who in a live action movie. Oh, okay. So it only spit out Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Dale, Bill, and Boomhauer. Okay. But who these we are the ones. We've got Kevin Costner or Sam Elliott for <laughs> Hank Hill. <laughs> Sam and Elliott. And if you age it up, if you age Hank up, 
Kevin Costner uh, uh, is it would be maybe. about maybe. maybe Sam Elliott would be a little too old. Sam Elliott's a stretch, man. Yeah, he'd be a little too old, I think. So you boys like Alamo? <laughs> I think he could do it. I think it would be great. I think it'd be great. Yeah. But I think he's too old for the role. Yeah. Peggy Hill, Laura Dern, or Kathy Bates. Yeah, there we go. We were right on. Yeah, with we that. were. Yep. Uh, Bobby Hill. Jonah Hill, uh-huh. or for whatever reason, Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> well, you gotta think of like down on his knees. You gotta think of an age. Yeah, but think of think yeah, how tall he is. Well, Bobby could be tall too. Be Bobby could grow, but he, you know he could. He's not fully. He's grown still gonna yet. have that big pot belly though. Yeah, still probably. Uh, Dale Gribble, John C. Riley, yep. or Danny McBride. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Bill Dotrieve, Steve Buscemi, or David Kochner. Yep. Yep. Uh, which we agree with the David Coker. I don't know about Steve Buscemi. I think that's kind of... I, I don't, don't know. know. I still think he could do it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Boomhauer, uh, Michael Pena or Danny Trejo? Really? Yeah. I, I uh, see that's that weird. No, I don't see that yeah, one. I don't see that mm-hmm. one either. I yeah, love both of funny. those guys. Michael Pena is in one of the... Michael, wasn't Michael Pena in uh, Last Watch? I think so, yeah. Wasn't that that movie? Um, Michael Pena's been in a bunch of really good stuff. I mean, Danny Trejo has also, but Danny Trejo to me is one of those characters that is Danny, the, the Danny Te- Trejo character. Um, oh, well, I did it. I, I regenerated it to see what it would pop out for a second time. And then you get Jonah Hill and Michael There it is. Into watch. Hill. Mason says, Mason just told me into watch. watch. That's perfect, okay. man. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, thank All right, you. So for you, the AI. you regenerated it. Oh yeah. I regenerated to see what new. All right. Number. Last time. Let's go. Oh, uh, Hank Hill, John Goodman, Brian Cranston, uh, Peggy Hill, Julie Bowen. Oh, I can see Brian Cranston. Yeah, I, I didn't see, think about yeah, that. I didn't think about yeah. that either. Uh, Peggy Hill, uh, the role could be played by an actress known for her comedic timing and versatility. Julie Bowen or Elizabeth Banks. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Hill, Banks, I can see. Yeah, I can see Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Uh, Bobby Hill, Jonah Hill, or Michael Sarah. Okay. And then Dale Michael Gribble Sarah. spit out Steve Buscemi and John C. Riley again. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, All right, well, tell them, tell them where they can find us and if they want to submit anything else, and then I've got one more thing, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, you can find us on Linktree, uh, B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H-L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. All the links are there. Uh, again, thanks for driving traffic to everything, yeah. especially to YouTube, since that's kind of fairly newer thing that we're trying out and getting going for the last couple months. Uh, appreciate all the traffic going there. Uh, and... Uh, Thank you for your continued support and continuing to listen to our wacky-ass podcast. Uh, I want to uh, put some feelers out and have you guys keep your ears up for this. Uh, our uh, our wonderful producer, Mason, has uh, started uh, down the journey of a book review podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you the name of it yet because I don't know that he's 100% on it yet, but uh, recorded his first one yesterday, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. They started with the book The Mist. Okay. Which I think will be really great. And you guys have gotten to know Mason through this show. And so hopefully you'll go and support, support that. Support that as one. Well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Also, want to talk about one more show. It's called Bustles and Bangers. Uh, Bustles and Bangers is a new show to Rogue Media Network. Uh, it is a, a alternate lifestyle couple that is reading uh, the dime store uh, romance novels to each other. And uh, basically making fun of them. So if you could go yeah, give them a little love, stuff. we sure would appreciate it. And then last but not least, I am looking to churn up some support for a very old Twitter account called Hotel Arlen. Uh, it is at Hotel Arlen. Uh, it has been open since August of 2011 with only 87 followers. Uh, their saying is, we're not that kind of hotel anymore. 
Uh, great concept that I think uh, didn't find a whole lot of footing, so I would love for you guys to go and support it. That is at Hotel Arlen on Twitter. Uh, only 87 followers at the time of this recording, and we'll check it and we'll, we'll report back on it. But uh, if you could include the hashtags, hashtag Hotel Arlen or hashtag B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H, that would be wonderful. I just want to see us uh, kind of revive that account. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Because I would love to get some Hotel Arlen shirts made. And also, How if cool you, would those no, be? No, that'd right? be great. That'd be and, awesome and you know, for sure. Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, but good. you know the place like that El Royo in Austin that always has the sign out front that yeah. says something pithy or whatever yeah, on it? About, yeah. This could be our... This could be our Arroyo, our, our Arroyo yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, if you made it this far into the podcast, hello, we have stickers that we want to give away. So what I'm going to do is, <clears throat> I did this once before, and the the like it just got kind of convoluted. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is, is the first ten people, <clears throat> and that's the first ten people to direct message me on any of our social medias. I will get you a sticker. Yeah, the let's first do it. ten people. First so ten. If, if you're not the first ten, I'm sorry, but the first ten, we will make sure get a sticker. So if you're a part of the first ten, just send me a message. Hey, hi, whatever, and I'll let you know what number you are, and I'll let you know if you got a sticker coming or not. And uh, we appreciate all your continued support. Send Again, me a hot dang sticker. Ten people, send me a message. Ten people. Facebook, Instagram, ten TikTok, uh, Twitter. Uh, I, I respond probably quickest on Twitter, but I'll respond anywhere. These are all Just new get stickers. Get the DM too. in. These it's are all, all, new, all, all new, new stickers, stickers, not the same ones you've seen before. Not the same stickers that we've had before. They're going to be new stickers. Last but not least, I'm sorry, there's one more thing. I didn't realize there okay. was so much housekeeping. No, to you're do good. This one. Uh, we are, uh, how many episodes from the end of season three? We're about halfway. Okay. So I would like to start season four with a brand new logo. Yeah, okay. season four with a new logo. So if we could get some folks out there working on a new logo for a uh, King of the Hill podcast, uh, that would be wonderful. We would love to uh, use your logo on everything we do, and uh, we'll we'll send you some stuff for it. Whoever comes up with the best logo, yep. I'll get my first tattoo ever. Oh, and we'll record it and we'll I put like it on that. the YouTube. I will do that as well because I have zero tattoos whatsoever. I have no tattoos at all, Mike. I'm 32. Yeah. I've never gotten a tattoo, and mainly just because I just never took the initiative to go get one. Not that yeah. I never didn't want yeah. one. I've always, yeah. you know, had you know, oh, I want this or I want that. Yeah but just never took the initiative to go do it. But uh, if you guys do it, we'll record it, and we'll do it with a special local tattoo artist, yeah. a special guest. Yeah. Oh, I've got I've got some uh, folks in mind, yeah. Uh, I've got one in particular in mind that I've already talked to a little bit about it. And, That's uh, awesome. Uh, Scuba Valley is, oh. is the one that I've talked to about Scoob it. Scoob does tattoos? Yeah, he does tattoos oh, as well. I, I forgot uh, Scoob yeah, well, does he's tattoos. Yeah, well, because he does the awesome graffiti art. Yeah. The guy's mainly known for his his, his physical art as far as graffiti, yeah. and, he's, and, he, and he's known for... Uh, Maybe he should just come not, up with our logo. Not huh? giving a damn, and that's what I like about him. I like, his, I like his approach to life, uh, which I try to take the same approach. Just He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He does the art that Scoop's he feels Scoop's done some beautiful stuff, though. He does He's great done some stuff. great stuff around here. Oh, amazing yeah. artist. Yeah. And, and it's cool because everybody in town has gotten to see the beginning to, to where he is now. You've gotten to see his full development for, sure. as a street artist and everything else. So it's cool to be able to see and be able to support Somebody that's like in our town, you know. I personally local. own a truck bed topper that has a very high turkey on it. 
Oh, from that Scoob. Scoobavelli did. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Quick story about Scoob. He did a he did this for a show that we did a, a music show over at the old location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he came in, and I was like, man, I love that thing. I would just want to hang it on the wall, you know, because it's it's a truck bed topper. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And he he spray painted it with this big turkey rolling down the highway. It's high as hell or whatever. Um, and I said, how much do you want for it? He goes, I want uh, what do you say? I want four hundred for it. Yeah. I was like, man, that's this seems a little steep, you know, or whatever. Which is yeah, yeah. odd. I mean, yeah, yeah, to be yeah, honest yeah. with you, it's probably worth that. He goes, he goes, I'll tell you what, we'll play rock, paper, scissors for it. And so we played rock, paper, scissors, and I bought it from him for a hundred bucks. So, oh wow, okay. <laughs> so we that's have not a, bad. That's a good deal. We have a hundred dollar turkey in the back back there. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a it's very cool, and I would love to get to a point where we can hang that thing up on the wall. Because right now the way our studio is, it's kind of weird. So I don't know that it would be appreciated here, but well, um, maybe if we ever a get place. a uh, if you if you want to fund a Bois K O T H studio, oh, uh, you could you could reach out to us and for the will, low low price, we will we will we will here. gladly uh, if there are investors that want to fund something Shoot like that, we'll take it. We will gladly uh, find a location and let you let you fund that. All um, right, let's get out of here, man. Uh, yeah. As always, how do what do we say at the end? We matanye. We matanye. Matanye. That's it. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.